Welcome back. I'm Michael and I will be your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be discussing the depaganized testimony of Matthew, chapters 9 and 10. Beginning in chapter 9, at verse 1, I read the depaganized version to say, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over to the other side of the lake, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son. God forgives you of your sins. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This man is blaspheming God. Knowing the truth of their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk, so that all may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to heal the sick and proclaim forgiveness for those who repent. He said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat, and go home. And the man got up, and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to a man that he could heal the sick and afflict it. Christ did not have the authority to forgive sins, but he did have the right to proclaim forgiveness for the repentant. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 is a relevant prophecy about Jesus, and only God can forgive sins. It has never been true that the crucifixion of Jesus had the purpose of forgiving the sins of mankind. It has been the error of pagans and heretics to imply that Jesus died for the forgiveness of sin or that he had the authority to forgive sin while he lived on earth. Christ was slain, murdered, not sacrificed because of the sins of mankind. Because of the sins of mankind. Isaiah's prophecy is true and fulfilled. This next note introduces Matthew into the story. Matthew is supposed to be the author of this testimony, but the text is curiously written in third person instead of first person point of view. The purpose of this approach clarifies with obvious evidence that the paganized text being presented was not written by Matthew. It is a subtle clue often ignored by teachers and scholars who fraudulently claim that this paganized text is the truth and the word of God. The text is not presented in the first person point of view because Matthew did not write it. Some heretics will claim that writing in the first person was not a literary standard of the time. However, nearly all of what the Apostle Paul wrote was in first person. Using third person point of view had the purpose of concealing the truth of how pagans and heretics admittedly editorialized the testimony of Matthew to become the obvious blasphemous lie that it is. All of what has been supposedly witnessed by Matthew as it appears in this testimony up to this point becomes questionable as hearsay. However, there is no doubt that Christ continued to perform many miracles even after Matthew became one of the disciples. Matthew would have known quite a lot about what was happening and his testimony becomes the most accurate among the four that pagan heretics altered and editorialized for years afterward to create the cursed and paganized text that it is today. This next note is about verse 27. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. There are three prominent patterns in naming that occur in these testimonies, and naming Jesus the son of David is one of them. It was a respectful thing for the truly faithful to call Jesus the son of David, contrasted with the insult from the demon-possessed lunatics who called Jesus the son of God, which was an insult and a blasphemy. The third pattern is that Jesus refers to himself as the son of man which means he claimed he was a human being and naturally conceived and born by two humans. These components are not curses because they are the true evidences 
that show how the pagan editors failed to completely cover up the truth of the original testimony. Jesus was not the Son of God, and he referred to himself as the Son of Man, because he also knew that he was not the Son of God. God never walks the earth as flesh and blood, and Jesus was not an angel put into a human form. Despite what many heretical theologians might fraudulently proclaim, this next note has great importance about the evidence being presented to prove that this text was edited by demonically possessed lunatics and heretic morons. The depaganized text says in verse 34, But the Pharisees said, It is by demons that he drives out demons. What has been omitted is Prince of Demons because it reverently refers to Satan, and the use of these phrases that exalt Satan appear throughout the New Testament, and they are evidence that pagans use phrases of praise for Satan as part of a curse that has been placed upon this text with their fraudulent editorialization. This knowledge comes from the Holy Spirit, and that curse has been removed. The next note begins with chapter 10, and it is a humongous whopper of a lie in verse 1. It has been omitted in this depaganized edition. The paganized verse claimed that Jesus gave his disciples the power to heal and cast out demons. The truth is that Jesus did not have the ability to give the power to heal and cast out demons to others. These gifts were only possible after the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit became available to the disciples. These passages that say Jesus gave his disciples this ability are curses that deny the Holy Spirit is God's power. It was a fraud for those pagans to say Jesus had the power to give these spiritual gifts to others before the day of Pentecost. The powers that the archangels gave to Jesus when he was anointed with the Holy Spirit are only available to others after they have been born again in the Holy Spirit after baptism in water in the act of repentance. The disciples received these gifts of the Holy Spirit upon the day of Pentecost and the telling of how Jesus had authority to give them these powers is fraudulent and blasphemously inaccurate. The passage was a curse of false witness, and it has been removed. The gifts of healing and prophecy only come from the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was not God. The next note reveals a hidden truth that many people have come to know about as fact. Since the toppling of Saddam Hussein's regime in Iraq, many Iraqis insulted Saddam Hussein by showing the bottom of their shoes as an insult. There are even videos of people doing this shown around the world on newscasts. Verse 15 is the paganized text and it omits the fraudulent detail. The matter of Jesus telling the apostles to shake the dust off their feet has been deleted. Shaking the dust off the sandals is a type of cursing or insult. Pagan editors added this to the speech of Jesus, but his true character would not have been to curse or insult anyone, nor would Jesus instruct anyone to do such a thing in contradiction of his teachings. There will be some who argue that this was the same as turning the other cheek, but it is clearly not the case in the culture of the people in that region. The ignorance of European people and even Americans has caused this curse to go unnoticed. The correction shows the true teaching of Christ who would have simply told them to walk away. The paganized New Testament weaves a variety of subtle insinuations of sorcery and curses attributed to Jesus Christ who was not a pagan necromancer. A correction to verse 23 appears in the depaganized text and it reads, When you are persecuted in one place, Flee to another, I tell you the truth. You will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man returns on Judgment Day. The pagan implication altered in this correction had the purpose of denying that Jesus was going to return and why. The concept of Judgment Day originated in the Book of Enoch and this term does not appear anywhere in the paganized Holy Bible resulting from the canonization occurring during the heretical Second Temple period. 
pagans rejected the book of Enoch because they wanted to deny the message of Christ, which was to repent. Jesus and his disciples knew the book of Enoch and what it said because it was the first prophetic text that foretold of the Messiah, the Chosen One. Modern heretical theologians instruct their paganized parishioners not to read the book of Enoch because those who read the book of Enoch will surely discover that those preachers and ministers are teaching a falsehood. None of them will be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ because they have not been warned about Judgment Day. There are two more notes remaining for this episode, and the first note is about verses 34 through 36. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. This passage is a prophetic reference consistent with Enochian prophecy. In the book of Enoch, the path of Archangel Gabriel is to incite a holy war prior to Judgment Day that will bring heaven and earth together for the glory of God. Jesus is referencing this prophecy by clearly saying that his purpose is to bring this holy war on his return. This prophecy is being fulfilled today because people are turning against each other all over the world and Christ is going to return soon. The final note for this episode is for verse 38, which now reads with omission of the paganized fraud as, And anyone who does not follow me is not worthy of me. What has been omitted is take up his cross, because it is a fraudulent editorialization and an anachronism. While the phrase has been historically inspirational, it is a false testimony to insinuate that Christ said this at this time in his ministry, and mentioning the cross would have been an inappropriate metaphor, because the cross was a thing of torture and murder used by the Romans. Referring to the act of taking one up would not have made any sense to his audience prior to the event of his crucifixion. It is foreshadowing as a literary device, but it is not an example of prophecy. It was a curse injected by a pagan editor. It was a falsehood and a lie. For those pagan editors to quote Jesus as having said this at a time when it was not relevant. Such false witnesses have been the curse of pagans on this testimony, and the curse has been removed. Well, that is all the time I have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.